LL Nation, what's good? Happy Friday. It's for the Culture Friday right here, Lucky Lucky Nation. I'm your boy, Sean Davis at SD2 Mics. There he is, the original Lucky Lucky himself, Malik Zaire. As always, brought to you and featuring Anora Risky. Anora Whiskey. Anora Whiskey, baby. <laughs> Go to AnoraWhiskey.com. It's that <laughs> premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. How you feeling, bro? It's another good Friday, man, for the culture. Got through another great week. Looking for another great weekend coming up with the one and only Joey B getting the business. <laughs> the next Tom Brady. Here we go. We starting off like that. It's, it's already written. So coming out of show, nowhere. Today's show we're dedicating to the priorities for Notre Dame. The priorities for Notre Dame. That's why that young man on the poster of the show, that's why he's there. 2023 quarterback out of Detroit, Martin Luther King High School, Dante Moore. You want to talk about priorities? That's one. And we're going to answer your questions. I see questions in the chat already about Tommy Reese being connected to the Rams offensive coordinator position. Would he take it? Does he want to take it? We'll talk about that. Then we're going to give you the top 10, the top 10 quarterbacks from the 2023 class. Malik has knowledge of most of them. Most of them. Most of them, actually. That's that's pretty crazy. uh, The Elite 11. Did they have a date? They release a date? I know they were going through the process, application process. Did they release a date for this year's Elite 11 yet? Uh, Dates are always available for different things. I feel like they have a camp every other week. Uh, But, you know, you just stay up on knowing that the summer is when most of it happens. We got somebody with a special message for you, man. David Flores. You see that? (laughs) It's crazy that they talking about catch the L in the Super Bowl when we was not even in the conversation. Our odds was like, what, one in – 200 or something like that going into the mm-hmm. season. So yeah. so now what? <laughs> so we're, we're about to uh we're about to flaunt just a little bit and beat our chest just a little bit because upon Jim Harbaugh's return to Michigan, a Michigan insider from one of their publications put out a post yesterday on Instagram and on the chat room saying that more than likely Michigan has fallen behind for Dante Moore and Notre Dame has a very good chance of landing his services and also went on to talk about the relationship with Michigan State. There's only been one podcast that's been telling you that information for the last month. Like, we didn't have to wait till Harbaugh got back. This podcast, because of the connection with that guy and Dante Moore, we've been telling you, Tommy Rees has been doing a great job. Have we not been saying that? Did a great job with Carnell Tate. You can go watch the Carnell Tate interview. He says it out of his own mouth. Done a great job with Dante Moore, building a strong relationship. You got that here. 
we have lauded Tommy Rees and the relationships he's built on the offensive side of the ball. Lauded it. So now for the Michigan site to come out and say, man, Notre Dame is in a really good spot. And Michigan State is probably right there. And Michigan has some, some room to make up or some things to do to make up for the loss. We've been saying that. We, yo, we spent it different. We've been telling you that. And more than likely, it's going to be an April, May decision, in my opinion, bro. I don't know what your opinion is. I'm looking at April, May because I believe Dante and his family are very well aware of how important he is on the offensive side of the ball to a recruiting class. And if you're the quarterback and you get signed early, it's a better chance that other great players on the offensive side of the ball would want to join you at that particular school. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I think that, you know, talking to our guy last a couple of days ago and, and, and seeing it from the value of waiting until the last minute, a quarterback in a Dante's position being a top three quarterback it's just uh, he has all the cards in his hand. I think uh, obviously Notre Dame has been there early on before he the rankings came out. We knew he was going to be somewhere there anyway, but the interest has is, is always been building uh, on that end. So I'm glad that we got on it early enough and we could be in good standing. But it's just going to be a little tougher now that he went to Oregon. He's been to a couple other places. He went to Miami's camp. Went to Miami, so he's been he's been on a world tour right now, which is what you would which is what you want to see uh, with these young guys being able to explore all of their options. Um, I know that Notre Dame's down the street, so he's probably comfortable with the fact that that's in the back pocket uh, going into a final decision. Mm -hmm. But I do think he's going to take as much time as he needs to. However, you know when I was going through it. I was also a top recruit, but I felt the value in what you were saying where you get there early enough, now you get to work on your own, building on your own class. And so I took more of that route and committed my junior season and been working on it that whole time with me and James Anawalu and Devin Butler and committing to go to school early. So a lot of those factors help build the class that ended up being really good for us when it matters. So um, nowadays with everything being included, it's definitely uh, you want to go to the right place. You know what I mean? You want to make the right decision. And I think Notre Dame is a great fit for where he can come in and play early, possibly, uh, you know, get in there at least a, a good amount of time to uh, set, a, set a good pace forward. Yeah. But it's, if it's between us and Michigan State, I like our odds. You know, I do I like our so. odds. I think so. And we're going to talk about Tyler Buckner, you know, a little later in the show because we're talking about prioritizing. What are the most important things for Notre Dame going into this offseason? And Tyler Buckner ties in, in my opinion, to Dante Moore because it's a task for Tommy Reese to show not only the quarterbacks they want, but the wide receivers they want. This is what you're going to look like in this offense now that I have full autonomy. So that's going to be the challenge, and the challenge is seeing how Tyler Buckner develops in that offense. 
Yeah, I mean, this is Tommy's basically showcase for what he wants to show Dante and he, or whoever the top. Jackson Arnold was in the top 10. Yeah. And I know he committed Oklahoma, but it's still early for those guys. So I do think that um, this is Tommy's opportunity to show, okay, I'm the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator, and look what I do with a guy that I can I can really put the offense around. So that means that we can't come out and get 16 points in the game. You know, that means we can't come out against Ohio State and put up 20 points in the game with no yards, right? So it's important that even in the spring, you get to see some sparks of guys running downfield, guys running across the field, yeah. the quarterback in a position to make plays. Because with a guy like Dante, that's the situation you want to put him in. You want a chance to get closer to winning that national championship. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Starting off the show talking about the top priority, and that is the recruitment of Dante Moore. Now, with all of this news, and let's go ahead, I'll pull up the Super Chat and get it out of the way, and you can answer that question, and we'll parlay it over into the conversation about Dante Moore. Demetrius Rex, we thank you so much for the Super Chat. What do you guys make of Tommy being discussion for the Rams OC position? If anything, it gives me more confidence in TR as an offensive mind. Don't think he'll leave ND right now. Well, you know, that's a boys club type of thing. I think Tommy always wanted to be an offensive coordinator in the NFL. Uh, I think that's something that he was always striving for. His dad was a high-level scout in the NFL. So I do think that, you know, one of Tommy's probably checklists is like, okay, I was – the OC at my alma mater check, but that's not where I want to end up. You know, I think he wants to be in the Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur uh, range of, of coaches and, and, and that superstardom behind it. And what a better opportunity to go to Sean McVay's system, who he probably has a lot of connections with that we probably don't even understand, you know, with his dad being in the league for so long. I think that's something that would be really attractive for Tommy, especially in a situation where, you know, you can get exposed at Notre Dame right now. If this is a sink or swim opportunity. So just like Brian Kelly, where he saw the end of the road, you know, Tommy doesn't want to be on the hot seat if he doesn't need to be. You know, if he can, you know, run to L.A. and be in a hot organization right now that's doing really well. So I do think that, Common sense wise, I would look at it. I mean, shoot, I mean, you talking about bucket list, you done hit hit your school on the modern OC in right. a couple of years. Y'all won some games, got a quarterback pretty far. I mean, from a checked off list, you did it early. So um Don't I get it. Buckner to Matthew Stafford. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a real nice, a real nice deal. So uh I'm <laughs> if it's true, damn. <laughs> It just shows that it's like, man, I need to get into coaching. You know what I mean? But uh, that's like in terms boys of come up to you in high school, like, yo, such and so wants to holler at you. You like, word, word, me? me? I mean, I was just, I didn't even think about, it. you know, you know, right. so and I and I don't know if that means that that he's super skilled in what he's doing. I think Tommy right. has a good a good base or foundation of understanding of being an office coordinator. I don't know if he's no whiz kid, but then again, it goes back to, this is a boys club, man. Tommy know people at the Rams. Tommy know what's going on in the NFL. Oh, sure. Has great connections to the NFL. So it's not 
so much, just like how they rehire the same coaches every year, it's not so much that they're like standalone geniuses. It's more so that's your homeboy. You know, you hot right now. And we, we're cool. We're friends. So I'm going to hire you. I mean, this is the biggest nepotism profession in industry in the world. So, uh, you know, I do think that it's just a also a benefit towards what happens at Notre Dame. If yeah. you coach at Notre Dame for a couple of years, damn it, you're going to have some high-level job not too far after that. And it's been proven for 12 years straight. It's happened in Marcus Freeman's first year. So it's going to continue to be like that, especially if we're winning 10 games a season. Lucky Lefty Podcast, top priority, Dante Moore. And right now, we're going to bring up that top 10 list that came out yesterday, the top 10 2023 quarterbacks. And Malik, you go ahead and let us know what you think about this list. Oh, there we go. All right, top 10 quarterbacks, class of 2023. You see up top, Malachi Nelson, Arch Manning, Nico Iamaliba. They got Arch Manning, number one, Malachi, number two. He's going to USC. Dante Moore. Then you got Nico. Jaden Rashada out of Pittsburgh, California. That's up in the Oakland area. Then you got Eli Holston. He's committed to Texas A&M out of Zachary, Louisiana. Jackson Arnold committed to Oklahoma, Jensen, Texas. And Chris, man, on this list, this is the furthest down I've seen Mazina. He's ranked eighth. He's uncommitted out of Birmingham, Alabama. Then you have Billy Lonergan, uncommitted from Georgia. And Pierce Clarkson from Bellflower, California. Bellflower, <laughs> Bosco, that's uh, Saint, uh, Bosco Prep. Thank yeah, you. we we played him. We scrimmaged actually Pierce in uh, with my high school team out here in California. So I got to see him uh, early on. They got like fifteen quarterbacks, so they all looked the damn same. So he, uh, I mean, you know, I guess he's good. I and mean, they got a great team, so he's got some skill set. But uh, the one thing you notice about the top five is that they're all super skinny little quarterback, like Frisbee-looking players. Like, they don't look like – they all look like Bryce Young, you know. So, it just seeing the change in what quarterbacks are looking like uh, moving forward generation to generation, Bryce Young is the mold right now. It's, it's not even the Kyler. Kyler was an outlier. You got a Bryce Young type of mold. Dante looks just like him. Uh, Nico Ima Valida is just 6'6", Bryce Young. Uh, and then Arch Manning is just Arch Manning, so they're going to push him number one Nico until he go to the NFL. Right? Huh? Nico is sneaky because his build, like, makes you think that you're getting a certain type of athlete. And he just moves a little bit better than I think most people give him credit for. Yeah, and it's going to – it's going to – the interesting thing with him is that it's, you got to find out what his frame feels out as. Yeah. And – you know, his athleticism at that height, it really is not going to be much of a difference. You know what I mean? I think it's going to give him some advantages sometimes. But if he's going to a top SEC school, I don't think it's going to really give him too much. I don't think he's running away from anybody. Right. Um, 
I do think that his ability, though, to, to have some athleticism with his ability to throw is sort of like a athletic Josh Freeman because he's so big. You know, he's such a tall guy. Um, but I also think that with a guy like Dante, he's like the, the generational mode of what you want out of this class and, and the highest value picked, in my opinion, um, from a body size to what he can do from where he, where he is even playing at gives him an advantage, you know, more so than these California kids. Uh, we got one more super chat from Prophet Tao. Uh, thank you for the super chat. Zena over more, in my opinion, he reads defenses, can make all the throws, and is way more athletic, has a way better deep ball. He goes through his progressions, et cetera, more as a first or second read quarterback. I'll let you answer this because when I see stuff like this, I always take it a certain way. So I, I already know. I already know. I don't like that. Anytime I see somebody calling a young quarterback from a certain area a, a first or second read quarterback, you you take that. Well, I do think that uh, no matter – either quarterback is going to have to go play in a system anyway. So, you yeah. know, I think the ability that Dante has over Venezia or vice versa is that they both are different in what they're good at. If you can run away and, and buy time or, or do things to extend plays to help your team win, that's just what you got as a gift. You know, that's something that you can use to win. That's another tool. If you can't do that, then your ass better be good at something else. You know, you got to be good at something else if you want to produce the same results. Which one works in the long run? I mean, as you can look right now, you can't win a championship with a Tony Romo. It's just not happening. It's just not happening. So even with Matthew Stafford, you know, he has a big playability with his arm. Does does Venezia have something like that or whatever his name is? I don't know. I don't know because Matthew Stafford's a standalone. You know, does he have Patrick Mahomes' ability? I don't know. I don't know. But does a Dante fit in a – you can mold that into more of what you see in college football today, like a Deshaun Watson. That's something that's a value. So it all depends on what the offensive coordinator uses as the, the strength of their skill set. But I do think that we can win with both style of players. And with the amount of recruiting that we are doing, you damn near put me or you or the guy that made the comment it, at the quarterback position, and we're going to win eight games at least. See, this is, this is where I push back. I'm – this is why I push back, and this is why I find it comical. It's like asking a point guard. I played basketball in high school, so it's like asking a point guard that scores 40. I'll take perfect example. Ayo DeSumo, who plays for the Chicago Bulls, he just got elected to or selected for the Rising Stars game. He was drafted 38th overall in the second round. The dude was literally – the Bob Cousy Award winner, led the Big Ten in assists for two straight years and put up like 40 points a game in high school, right? You can't, take, you can't look at his high school film and project who's he, who he's going to be in college. <laughs> Dude, he was better than everybody else. 
So this is my point. This is why that whole comment about read defenses. Chris Bazina isn't reading three deep into a play. It's high school. It is high school. It's high school. The first and second options are open. Every high More school. More times than not. You played quarterback in high school. How many times did you go to your third option? Yeah, never. Never. It's flawed. It's, that's just a flawed reason. If you just like the kid, fine, like the kid. But the, I just don't, don't put, please, don't put that label. He's a first or two-second option quarterback. What are you trying to say? First, second read is pretty damn good. More every, times high school not, quarterback, good. every high school quarterback is a first or second read quarterback. Every last one. I mean, I wouldn't say every last one. I say fifty percent, because most high school court fifty percent. Most high school quarterbacks is just looking first to do running. First, right, first, and then run. <laughs> that, that's fifty percent of them. That's most of them, you know. Especially they have athletic ability. Yeah. First option, I'm taking off because I trust my legs. It's and it's high school. school. It's high I'm school. And then, else on this field. and then they try to run guys over. Like, come on, this is like. That's that dude. I had to make sure that I responded to that the right way. You think Arch Manning is reading three reads? Heck no. No. Heck, heck no. Look at his film. His film ain't reading no three reads. He's out there no. just throwing the ball, making no. it look good. Chris Bazin is not reading three. Heck, Tyler Buckner didn't read three. Tyler didn't. No, no. Tyler was running and throwing he, it deep. He's one and I'm out, G. I'm out. So we have to be careful, man. If you just prefer a certain quarterback based upon the film, then that's cool. But don't throw that he's a first and second read quarterback. Come on, man. They said that same stuff about Deshaun Watson when he left Clemson, you know. Right? And and the uh the better prepared NFL quarterback was Mitch Trubisky, according to the scouts. No, according to the Bears. <laughs> yeah, them too. But people people that back Trubisky say all of the experts had him number one in the class. Okay. And like you said, I don't give a darn about what I see on film. Can you make plays? Can you and make one plays? and one guy is in the in the in the three deep shuffle at quarterback and another guy is winning championships. I do. I mean, he's talking like people are showing two high safeties, two high safeties at the snap and then coming down as a robber. You know what I'm saying? Like defenses in high school are trying to fool you or something. <laughs> what? What defenses in high school? Like, bro, I didn't play, but I've watched clean high school games. It ain't that. It ain't, it's usually man, cover two, cover three, man. You That's might it. get a cover four, maybe. That's it. Man, you you just you just really throwing the open guys. Just makes sure. the most impressive thing a high school quarterback can do is complete the football. We ain't talking about no reads because ain't no defenses like that. None. And the most of these offenses is trash. You throwing a slant or you throwing a some type of deep ball or you just doing you don't even have concepts in high school. So this is just an overestimated evaluation of something they probably ain't even knowing. And then if you watch his film, I'm sorry, because I just have to keep, you know, breaking down what was said. If you watch Dante Moore's film, they literally run a spread offense with four receivers. Literally. 
and he he stays in the pocket all the time. When he can run, he still stays in the pocket. I'm sure he's not staring at his first and second option. Yeah. In the pocket at long. He's definitely not just hanging back there staring the guy down. Come on, man. Come on, man. Don't that look if you like Bazina better, that's fine. Hey. Look, didn't Patrick Mahomes say he ain't even know defenses till after he won the Super Bowl? Like, after he went to the NFL and threw 50 touchdowns. Then he then he was like, Yeah, I started looking up defenses. So all oh, that shit don't even mean nothing. Either you're good enough. Or you're not. Oh, you're not. Either you, you can, can make the make play, play or you can't. Ain't no reading. Read these nuts. Because at the end of the day, if Patrick Ooh. Mahomes, the half a billion dollar man, can get on TV and say, listen, I just started learning this stuff after I done won everything. Who does that? You know what that is, man? That's like as fans, when we grab hold of stuff that we hear, like, man, you have to be able to read defenses. That you hear people like Bill Polian talking about Peyton Manning and all of that. Man, look. If Peyton you, Manning could run like Lamar, Peyton wouldn't be talking nothing about no defense. He had no choice. He, he had, had no, no choice. choice. So you know why? You know why Jack Cohn has a really quick release and is really good at pre-snap reads? Because he would be giving out mail if he didn't. He has no other choice but to be really good at that. He has yeah, no he'd be in finance if he wasn't good at that. Thank you. There is no other special talent for him. None. So they protected him last night in the East Shrine Bowl, East West Shrine Bowl, and he had a good game. And he probably they did what he was good at. Like, duh. When you do, yeah, when you do what he's good at with any quarterback, you think they're going to be like, all right, Jack, we're going to do some read option. Then we're gonna do some sprint rollouts, and then you're gonna have some plays where you are empty, and we're just gonna ask you to make plays. He would be like, um, I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> you think Caleb Williams was a one-two quarterback last year? Man, Caleb Williams is awesome. You know what I'm saying? He came into the Texas game, like just throw him into the fire. Just throw him in there. Throw him in there. But look at Jack. With Jack, Jack, like we talked about in the beginning, during the season, I said Jack is going to be gonna make some great money in the league. Yes. Somewhere in the backup position. He's going to be a backup for like 12 years. 12 years. Jack has played his role very well. I, I wasn't. That. Multiply that times 3 million per year. He don't care Hold nothing on. about, he don't care nothing about getting drafted number one. Take Jack is going to get picked up and be playing in the league for real. He's probably gonna max out. He's probably gonna max out at like ten million a he year. He's gonna get a ten. He's gonna get a ten million dollar job. Mm -hmm. And and yeah. ask not to win not one game. Mm -hmm. He may not even play a game. Hold it. No, 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 no. He no, 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 no. He gonna mm -hmm. get in on a must win game in the middle, like Ian Book must win game, middle of December. All Vegas is like, who is Jack Cone? Right. He gonna go out there and get the doop 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 doop, doop just like at Notre Dame. And then he, that's how he's going to secure that Jimmy Garoppolo bag and go to another team and then, you know, crash out. And yeah. <laughs> Nick Foles his way out. That happens all the time. It happens all the time. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Top priority. The development of Tyler Buckman and how it ties in to Dante Moore. More than likely, Dante commits in the spring, but you got to hold on to him. You have to hold on to him. He's going to be watching until the early signing period in December. 
He's going to be watching the offense and the development of Tyler Buckner. The development of Tyler Buckner is high priority, man. The high is prominent in this offseason. If he is can't get right right about now, we got to fix that. We need Martin Lawrence and we need Eddie Murphy down the camp to get him right to be able to get him that head starting job at Notre Dame. If you hear Drew Pine is the starter and we're not throwing shade at the people's chair, we're just telling you. We're not winning those games. If you hear Drew Pine is the starter, we're not getting Dante. That impacts Dante. We're, we're not getting Dante. We're not we well. out honest with you. It yeah. impacts Dante more if Drew Pine is the star. That's all we're saying. You can take us at our word. Take it to the bank. Man. We are not getting Dante more. If? If Drew Pine is the starter. It's not going to happen. There's nothing he can even say at that point because the whole situation would be messed up. Yeah. It'd be like starting over. And Tyler would probably transfer. If I was Tyler, I would transfer. Man, I didn't even think about that, bro. I didn't, I didn't even think about the prospect of Tyler like feeling like if I, if I can't beat out Drew Pine, man, then I, I got to leave. You know what I mean? I got to leave. While I'm in competition with Drew Pine, Tyler Buck, I got to leave, man. Yo, And this is not shade at Drew Pine. This is just like Drew Pine was a third-string guy. And we brought Tyler Buckner in to play last year. Couldn't even do that. Yeah. So that's my that's my first two strengths. <laughs> that's your first two? My first two is the fact that I'm supposed to come in. We got a whole transfer. That's the first strike. I, I didn't get to play the Fiesta Bowl. Second strike, you done called Keaton Slovis like he was Joe Montana. That was my second strike. Third strike is a quarterback competition. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I'm not about to waste these years competing with a guy that that we know is not beating Alabama. And if you want any confidence from the players surrounding Tyler Buckner, you're not going to get it. Uh, you're not going to get it. our confidence on the field. Uh, I think you're that's not gonna get it. Uh, <laughs> the biggest indicator of a good player. Yeah. <laughs> you can't um, even look, man, ain't nobody on the team runner, being like, we need to cut out the nonsense. Tyler's our guy. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't showcased as well, but he's got a good arm. And I think uh, as time goes on, he'll be able to make more uh, – smarter decisions as a passer and that kind of comes to just experience I mean, quarterbacks the hardest position there's a lot going on so i, I think it's going to you know improve vastly first of all the man said as time goes on and then shrugged his shoulders like <laughs> as in it beyond my time here as time <laughs> comes over the horizon i guess threw his shoulders up Shook his head. He said, man, as, as he gets older, he may get better. What is that? What is that? I, I, I'm throwing to you. Are you asking me? I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm I transferring if I'm Tyler. Because this is insane. 
Then I gotta Man. wake up. Then I gotta wake up hearing that Tommy Tommy on the edge of Lee. He Brett Favre me every time. Now Tommy about to Brett Favre me. Oh, I think I'm leaving. Oh, I think I'm coming back. So if you doing that, why can't I get a quarterback coach? See, see, that's a bad look. We ain't getting Dante playing around like that. They playing around. That's why Marcus, Marcus Freeman got to jump, got to walk down the hallway. This quarterback room is top priority, man. Like you have to get this right. Marcus Freeman got to walk down the hallway. Dominoes. It is one of the biggest dominoes for this program. It's huge. We cannot go out and I'll, I'll laugh. Yo, we cannot treat Tyler Buckner like they treat Josh Allen. We cannot be running sweeps 40% of the time. That's that's not going to get it done. Disservice. <laughs> we might as well run Wildcat with Logan Diggs. He was like, Like, man, what do you want me to say? Uh, That's a guy on the team. It's the wide receiver. It's the it's the it's the guy that was out there with 15 attempts last game. <laughs> Talking about hey. You know, over time he'll make better decisions. Like, what do you better decisions about? over time? Like he's you making bad like wait a minute, he's making bad decisions <laughs> in practice. Like, what? Because he hasn't gotten that much tick in the game. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? You talk about no accountability on the on teammates. I mean, They're not trying to hold back. That's supposed to be your brother. You talking about him like he just a a guy off the street. Like you traded for him from some team out right. of nowhere. Like you didn't trade. It's only right. It's only right that Tyler Buckner gets a, a gets a press conference. Yeah, he got to get his own press conference. This, his is, own this, press is conference be this is madness. To, to echo these comments right here, Troy McIntosh, we appreciate you. Now, the real does he need to learn to run better routes? Yeah, somebody yeah. asked Tyler Buckner about Brady, so he can be like, "Well, <laughs> hope he hope Stucky will make him better." <laughs> That's you know? basically what he's saying. That's basically what he's saying. Like, hopefully. Hopefully that when somebody can get this man right for me. Come on, man. Because I I don't see it basically. And so, so I'm tired of this abuse. I'm tired of this abuse. They need to give Tyler his own hour press conference where he can he can answer things for himself. Because right now it's just not looking good. You got people calling other quarterbacks talking about we wanted what they say Kenny Pickett. We was calling oh, Kenny Pickett. Speaking of that, this is. Oh, Pittsburgh, <laughs> Pat Narduzzi on X on Sirius Radio yesterday, college football, man, talking about teams coming after Kenny Pickett in 2020, 2000, whenever, after the 2020 <laughs> We're going to start to lose our coaches, you know. Uh, we're going to start losing more college coaches to the NFL game so they don't have to deal with this chaos. Um, and I think that's, that's going to be bad for college football. What's been the hardest part of, of the changes? I mean, NIL, I feel like it's one thing. The portal is crazy. What, like, what's going to be the thing that drives college coaches out of here? You know what? It's going to be a combination of everything. Um, but I, I would say the portal um, and name, image, and likeness together because I think they work hand in hand. Um, you know, the tampering 
where you know you should not have to re- you know recruit your own team. I mean, your, your guys are on your team; they're on your team, and nobody should be able to come in and say, "Hey, listen, we like that Belitnikov, that number three, that Jordan Ashley, He's pretty good. We think we want him to come down south, and we're going to give you you know five hundred thousand dollars to come down south, and you're going to be driving a you know um, uh, you know BMW, and it's kind of like, well, what are we doing? This can't happen. So if you got great players, I just found this out. You know. And you know, I'll throw it out there. Um, his, you know, I guess people reached out to Kenny Pickett to go to Notre Dame a year ago. I had no idea. Wow. He didn't say anything to me, which obviously didn't get that serious. But Notre Dame recruited him through the back channels. You know, it's not Brian Kelly, um, but someone's telling these guys, whoever they are, to come to Notre Dame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, whoa! See this? See Pat? Pat? Pat caught himself. It wasn't Brian Kelly. What's he trying to say? Yeah, what you trying to say? Who was it? Only other person that would be calling the quarterback is the OC. The same guy that's calling dudes out of their workout. It's the same same guy. Same guy that's calling dudes out of their workout. Thank you. Same same dude that's the quarterback coach and the OC. It's the it's it's coach. It's coach. Get on the witness stand and then say, "Oh, I'm changing what the statement I gave to the to the attorneys." What? Notre Dame call. They checked in through back channels. Back channels. It's the off season, fam. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's off season. <laughs> I don't know college football. You've had to recruit your own team for the last ten years. I just know. I know it wasn't Marcus Freeman that called. I know who it wasn't. Cares? Him. Who cares, dude? But the fact it, it, it is, again, who cares? Once again, you had Tyler Buckner coming in. You reached out to Kenny Pickett. And you settled on Jack Cole. And you settled on Jack Cole. Now, Kenny Pickett ended up in New York anyway. Yep. He's going to be a top 10 pick. I will just tell Kenny Pickett right now, bro, if you had come to Notre Dame, you would be the number one pick in the draft. Facts. Because of the brand. Facts. And, and you would have been in the college football playoff. 100%. And you probably would have won the Heisman. That's and you and you probably would have beat Alabama. And that's you probably would have beat Alabama. That's the power of Notre Dame. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And Pat Narduzzi, and Pat Narduzzi tried to stop that shot. You got Jordan that's Addison. They're coming after Jordan Addison, offering him 500K. He should have won. You'll be driving in the Beamer. Okay, you got him up there driving an Explorer. So what? Don't so act what? like you don't have him riding around. He ain't he's taking the bus nowhere. He's definitely riding around campus. He ain't taking the bus nowhere. He ain't you know taking no scooter. He ain't got no scooter. Yeah. You got him a nice little American. They got them foreign whips down in Alabama. And so and so what's wrong with it? That's my thing. What's why why can't he go get that? Just like your boy was out in LA for the last month <laughs> talking about he was going through the process, front row at Lakers games, probably driving around in a foreign whip, more, more than likely. It was a drop top. You know he was in, he was always in style. Absolutely. You know he wasn't out here catching no Uber. Man talking about we're going to lose coaches to the NFL. Not getting 10, 10 12 million dollars a year, you know. Mm-mm. We got to stop acting like we got to stop acting like this money don't matter. This money matters. Quit acting like this the good old heart of of the good old coach. Is sticking around. Look, Pat yeah. Narduzzi, you got a pay bonus from that season. Kenny Pickens was filling them pockets. So, what's the problem? And you know what the you know what the bigger issue is. If Pat Narduzzi 
had Notre Dame in his back pocket, he would be reaching out to. You got Pittsburgh in your back pocket, dude. Nobody coming to Pittsburgh. Who? You got lucky with Kenny. Right. Just because you the football program with no game, that's on you. At this point, Alabama ain't nobody feeling bad. Ain't nobody feeling bad. They, spit, they got game. Notre Dame, when they spit, they got game for these transfers. Pittsburgh, you ain't got no game. Your icebreaker is terrible, dude. Yeah. You still using icebreakers from the 50s. Pickup lines that are weak. Come on, man. Don't get mad. Pitt Pride ain't was holding these kids no more, man. Now, Matt Pat, Pat Narduzzi is going to have one more good season, and he's going to be looking for the next best job. Yep, because he's going to be on the hot seat. Come on, man. Stop. What are we talking about? <laughs> what are we talking about? Yo, that's an early nominee for the Petty Train. Right there. Right there. Like, what are you talking about? And why are you putting – you're cool with Brian Kelly. Gotta be, gotta be, because you specifically excluded him out the way. Right. So Brian Kelly had no knowledge, none. The twelve-year guy. So somebody on his staff just randomly reached out to Kenny Pickett. Because how did you find out about it? And Kelly not find out. Come on, man. But how you find Brian out? Kelly not know. It wasn't Brian Kelly that reached out. How you know? Come on. How? Who told who told you that he wasn't? Oh, and how does he not know? And oh. how is he not saying nothing but you saying something? Oh man. You gonna save a guy that didn't even know he needed to save him. You gonna just exclude him out the way we he said, don't ask no question about Kelly. But all the other ones, I'll be something something else. Lucky Lefty Podcast, man. Are you kidding me? My man said Notre Dame reached out. I didn't know, but Notre Dame reached out last season, last offseason. But it wasn't Brian Kelly. He said that fast. He was scared. Brian Kelly, though. Okay. It wasn't the, it wasn't the main guy. Okay. It wasn't the only guy you would think. That, you know, okay. So people just doing their own thing over there at Notre Dame. Right. Coach Kelly don't know what the fuck. Right. He don't know <laughs> So this the dude, guy that's been there in 12 years. So you telling me this dude with fake accents <laughs> like a clown behind recruits and do anything. The guy that do anything. But he won't call Kenny Pick. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. What are we the guy that's embarrassing himself every week for that $100 million is somehow now the cleanest dude on some back channels. Oh, man. Come on, people just out here running the muck at Notre Dame. Just, this is, come on, we gotta stop the game. So yeah, Notre Dame fans, I guess we were this close, and then Kenny Pickett didn't even tell him. Didn't even tell him. So who told you? <laughs> if Kenny Pickett didn't tell you, how did you find out? Oh man, these all these college coaches just showing their ass right now because it, the house of cards are falling down. See, that's I wish we had played them last year. Now, now I wish we had played them. <laughs> So Jack Cole could have put up 350 with exactly. and we could have beat him by 10 just to show them. It didn't even matter. It didn't even matter. Just so somebody on the on the staff after the game could have walked up to Kenny Pickett like, we told you. We told you. We told you to come on. But it wasn't Brian Kelly, though. But we told you to come on. <laughs>
Yeah, it wasn't Brian. Specifically, it wasn't Brian. Top priority. So we go Dante Moore, the development of our guy Tyler Buckner. And number three on that list, top priority. Man, can we can we see some slants, some double moves, some drags, some ee -e at the line of scrimmage? Can we just see somebody beat man to man? That's top priority. That's top all. Priority. We're not asking for much. That's it. Brayden Lindsey. Brayden Lindsey, since you don't know about your quarterback, can you get off bump and run coverage for us? Can you do that? That's it. Can you do that? I don't want to hear about your size because Will Fuller was smaller than you. Had no problem chop chopping. Getting right on folks. Man, throwing his hands up after five yards like, yo, I'm open. <laughs> Let it ride. I still, to this day, the way he beat your boy Dory Jackson in the first play of the game. What was that, 2017? He beat that man so bad. And Dory Jackson's supposed to be one of the fastest players in college football. He beat that dude so bad on the first play post pattern. It was like, all right. Yep. He just dropped from the first round down to round two. Just off one play. Because you can't be as fast as you say you are. So, yeah. That's crazy. Wide receivers, man. It's important. The wide receiver room. The narrative has to change. And it starts with the wide receiver group this year. I don't care if they bring Xavier Watts back over to the offensive side of the ball. Deion Cole, he's Lorenzo Styles Jr. You got to make it happen this year. You have to. I don't know what else to tell you. Number four. I got to say this. We're going to have to get some youth. And that line back and forth immediately. Immediately. On this yesterday, right? But immediately, we're gonna have to see some linebackers getting heavy minutes. I don't care if it's Prince Colley, Nolan Ziegler, whatever linebacker is showing his wares in practice in the spring ball with the early enrollees. Let's get them prepared. Let's get them prepared because we cannot go into these big games with the inability to make tackles. That's the last thing you should be able to have to worry about in a big game with your linebacker core is their ability to make tackles. Yeah, and especially we need that youth for that explosiveness. I think that with those guys having that wild, young energy, it'll be important in big games to have it focused on what their job is instead of just having them out there like fish out of water. So it's important to see the depth of our linebacking core showing these big games. So in the spring, like you're saying, with Marcus Freeman coming out saying some of the linebackers are in the top speed group, that's the difference that we need to see on the field. So I'm expecting that group to be leading the charge, and it should be considered Marcus Freeman is the ultimate linebacking head coach. Mm -hmm. So it should be one in the same, and his identity will flourish through the core of the linebacking group. It's the most competitive group we have constructed on the team, the most secure group on the team. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how that, uh, they move forward with that. Nick Cole Pitts, thank you for tapping in with Kyron Williams gone, who is going to bring that dog mentality on the offensive side of the ball. 
offensively it's going to be the offensive line because Harry Heastan is going to have it no other way. You know, if, and if the offensive line isn't, then it's going to be a problem. So uh, I think that's the right positioning that we should be in with Coach Heastan, uh, bringing that aggressiveness with that offensive line. Those guys being another year experience can give them that edge of confidence that they've seen what the play's like. Now Coach Heastan is going to give them the mindset to put it all together. So that's where I'm expecting him to come from. And it's going to emanate through the rest of the guys on the offense, especially get that quarterback confidence that he's going to be protected. Facts. Benji, thank you for tapping in today. Benji, 1801. I mean, the only guy in the receiver's room that showed any sort of good technique was Avery Davis. I mean, Avery Davis went to YouTube, so we'll he see did. what happens. We'll see what happens when you get a, a he did chance he stuck here in there. But his technique. <laughs> He went to YouTube for technique, like I go to find out how to do things. How to fi how to fix my yeah, how to fix my toilet or something. Right, right. So just let everybody out there, college football can't be that hard, man. We learn it off of YouTube. Let's see. Anthony Solomon, as always, thank you for joining the show. Ziegler, Burnham, and Sneed will push for playing time this year. And at worst, they'll be on special teams. Well, special teams with Coach Mason getting rid of Brian Polian, who was subpar in that position for a long time, and improving the depth and the speed on the team overall would definitely improve special teams, or it should. Yeah, or it shouldn't. Do you guys think the drama Harbaugh just created at Michigan will influence Dante's decision? Uh, I don't think Michigan was in the forefront anyway, so uh, yeah. it don't really matter. And Michigan has their guy. They got J.J. McCarthy. That's that's what they're rocking with for the next two years. Yep. That's their guy. So, yeah, I don't think really – I don't think it was really an issue with him going and taking the interview with the Vikings. And they'd already signed the majority of their players in the early signing period, so it ultimately didn't impact national signing day. They did end up losing Trey Reader, linebacker from Tampa to Notre Dame. Maybe that was the reason he switched at the last minute. But, hey, I don't know. I got Matt Rackey says, you have to admit that it is believable that Kelly didn't call Pickett. He would have been out golfing. That's funny. That's funny. That goes back to <laughs> what I got. Oh, man. Yeah. There are reports. And we had Griffith on the other day. Howard said, yo, you can't have the number one or two recruiting the nation coming through South Bend taking visits. And you call back to the office like, I'm on hole 15. You know, find somebody else to talk to him. That, that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. And he talked about the example of Urban Meyer and the pressure everybody in the building was under to, like, quickly respond to every recruit, regardless of how many stars you were. Like, if a recruit calls, then you got five minutes to find me or find somebody to call him back immediately. Lilo Galante, thank you for the super chat. Need Kali to step up and show out 2022 season 
Hashtag linebacker you, hashtag go Irish. Yeah, we expected breakout seasons from a lot of defensive guys on the team, Prince Collie being one of them. Uh, and the expectation is there. I think the defense in general has the expectation. They're talking championships. We're just trying to get offense on the same side. Yeah. Michael Mayer, man, is okay. Over, under for receptions for Michael Mayer next year. Where you put it? I'm, I'll put the over under at about sixty. Do you think he goes over that? I might have to readjust that. I think it'll be under. I just don't see us. I think us. I think we'll have more Im- impact with Tyler running than him throwing it. Let me readjust that. I'm gonna re. I'm going to readjust to 75. He had 71 catches this year. So I'll put the over-under at 75 because he should be better. But if the wide receivers are better, that might impact his his receptions. He was 71 receptions for 840 yards, seven touchdowns. I'll probably say under just because Jack has a lot more experience with understanding the, the strengths of the passing game. Like knowing that in certain situations, I'm just going to throw it to him. And that's what you saw him do a lot with with Michael Mayer last year, especially in the Florida State game. I'm just going to depend on him. Yeah. I don't really care what the plays say. I'm going to depend on him. And I think in that first year, Tyler's going to try to figure out how he can win within the play. And if Michael Mayer is there, if he is, if he's not, it's okay too because he's going through his progression. So I do think it's going to be under, but I think that Michael Mayer will have more impact in crucial downs, meaning that he'll have bigger third down catches, maybe more touchdowns than the year before. It's crazy. I'm looking at this right now. Coach McNulty, who left, who was a tight ends coach, and I'm watching Michael Mayer, you know, the second touchdown he had in the Fiesta Bowl when he hit my man with – Fake to the outside and hit him with the slant. He has better footwork than the receivers. Yeah, that's tight end you, man. I think they. I think all of our tight ends have came in very skilled and really didn't really need too much other than a weightlifting program for a couple of years to go to the league, which has been the benefit of having such talented guys. I mean, yeah. all of our guys are really transferable to the league anyway. I need to see Michael Mayer go up and catch contested balls a little bit better. Yeah. Because he dropped one in that Fiesta Bowl that was huge. He He did. Like, come on, you got to come down with that. You have to come down with that. When you can do that, that makes you dangerous, especially deep down the scene. But that's the the difference we were saying between him and Brock Bowers. Now, you know Michael Mayer is a top five tight end, but the top tight end is not Michael Mayer. No, the top tight end is Brock Bowers because of that fact right there. That from an offensive side, Brock Bowers coming down with that nine times out of ten against the best competition. So, and he's only a freshman. But that's the scary thing. That's the scary thing. Now, Michael Mayer may have other techniques and skills that overall may put him in a better position for the league right now. But Brock Bowers, from a ceiling perspective, offensively, 
is what you're seeing now with the Travis Kelseys and mm-hmm. and the big tight end Zach Ertz's of the league now. Yeah, I see everybody in the chat. They think Mayor's going to have a big year. I see talk of Colsey, Deion Colsey having a breakout year. Lorenzo Styles having a breakout year. Hey, shout out to our girl, Ashley Hill. She says she's crib walking for tight end you. Tight end you. Don't forget Tobias Merriweather coming in as a freshman getting kicked as well. Yeah, I'm expecting some freshmen to make a play here or there. Somebody said that a Michael Mayer needs to learn how to stiff arm. Yeah, he loves trying to, you know, hurdle everybody. It's like, my man, relax. 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 You don't want to get in the habit of doing that, especially going to the next level. They'll line you up and it'll be over. He's gotten a lot better at at, uh, run blocking as well. Yeah. I mean, he's he's done his thing. I'll give him credit for that. He's put in the requisite work to improve as a uh, run blocker. So, I like it. I like it. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, oh, man. Anything else? Anything else that you deem as um, something that's high priority that we really need to watch? I guess... You can say, I see what people would say, Carnell Lake, but Carnell Lake is tied into Dante Moore, in my opinion. In my opinion. Yeah, I think Carnell wants to go in there knowing that he's got a guy in his class that he can build with. Tyler's more the addition of adding on, like, want to learn from, but maybe not play with all the years he's there. So Dante's and Carnell Tate's destiny is tied in one and the same. I don't think we get. One without the other. Uh, Benji, somebody said defensive back play. It's on the list. It's on the list, but we know it, it can't be worse than last year. So we're just all expecting that to be something that will be addressed more so than anything else. And more than that, I think Marcus Freeman in his first two classes has addressed. Yeah. What he saw when he got there. Like he saw the deficiencies on the back end when he got there, and he has addressed that, not only in the 22 class, you have guys like Ben Morrison, Jaden Mickey, early enrollees that can make an impact as freshmen. And then the class he's putting together for 23 is incredible. Because the kid, Jair Hill, I talked to him, he's trying to get under 21 in his 200. He started off as a cornerback his sophomore year, went back to safety his junior year, Played center field a lot because Kankakee played one <laughs> one safety back, everybody else up in the line of scrimmage. So it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible the talent that they're going after on the back end in the last two classes. You talk about Schuler, Rhett, Bowen. It's going crazy. Yeah. It's going crazy. Lucky Lefty Podcast, as always, we're brought to you by Anora Whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. It's the premium American whiskey. AnoraWhiskey.com. You know what time it is. Petticoat. 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 Junction. 
It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? right petty coat junction the pettiest stories of the day each and every day right here lucky lefty podcast so bro i don't know if you remember the character uncle jimmy that used to be on fox sports uh with your boy uh uh what's the kid whitlock when he was jason whitlock yeah and he had this character called uncle jimmy that should come on and talk. So he was on uh, the podcast with Whitlock the other day, and they were talking about Ryan Clark in the system of football, and Ryan Clark used the term slavery. And uh, I'm going to give you the exact quote. He said, NFL players need to stop talking about systemic problems that don't exist and using the word slavery in terms of sports. Next time, turn around and look at your back in the mirror and tell me if that's slavery. I want to put this dude, that is the dumbest statement I've ever heard in my life. Like, well, you, Ryan Clark is supposed to look for whips on his back to be able to relate and convey a message of how he feels? It's like, man, come on, man. I don't have time for that type of foolishness. Uncle Jimmy, you got to go on the petty train. Pat Narduzzi. We already played the clip. You're trying to pop a plea. You're trying to testify and throw Notre Dame under the bus at the same time saving your boy Brian Kelly. It's a cold world out there, man. It's a cold world full of petty guys all over the place. And them last two stories is nothing else but the petty winners of the week. Because that's just... That's just ridiculous. It's bananas. It's bananas. I couldn't believe when I saw that. I couldn't believe it. So he definitely goes to Petty Train. Some people have put the owner of the Cleveland Browns with the story coming out that they paid for losses to tank. My whole thing is they haven't gotten their money's worth. (laughs) If you tank, you know what I mean? Like if somebody told me that Paul Brown or the Brown family tanked, I'm like, well, dude, they in the Super Bowl, right? Right. A couple years ago, the Sixers, they came out and told you, trust the process. Mm-hmm. They got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. And I was like, all right, they're winning. Everybody else, Greg Popovich, he tanked. He got Tim Duncan. Yeah. It worked. The whole thing is, if you don't tank, it's got to work, man. Got to work. It's got to work. You can't tank and not do it and not be successful with it. Who else do we have on the petty train? Anybody else? Oh, yeah, Jimbo Fisher. We do him on the petty train a little bit earlier in the week. I think that's it. Oh, Ben Simmons. We got to throw him on the petty train, bro. I don't know if you watched. Shaq's podcast 
or watched inside the NBA last night, but Shaq was, has been critical of Ben Simmons and basically told him, look, yo, you leaving your boy out to drive. And Joel, Joel Embiid is having, like, an incredible season. Incredible. incredible. MVP level. Incredible. MVP level. And basically putting the sixes on his back. I think they're like a game and a half out of the number one seed in the East. Yeah. Behind Miami and the Bulls. Behind Miami and the Bulls. Behind <laughs> Miami and the Bulls. <laughs> My fault. I was stuck. I was stuck. I was stuck. My fault. <laughs> Y'all want regular season champs or what? Y'all, y'all, y'all crowning yourselves or what? Go. There you go. <laughs> All I'm saying is they're in third place behind Miami and the Bulls. That's all I'm saying. That's all you saying. That's, That's all you saying. That is all you saying. That is all you saying. Where are them calves at, though? <laughs> <laughs> they hey. They now, decent. They decent. decent. They decent. They coming now. They they you know they we gonna be they gonna be in the playoffs, yeah. and we might see Chicago. I we hope might have to, hey. we might have to see about y'all boys. That's an easy five game for us. <laughs> I hope we see you. That's an easy five <laughs> game for us. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. We'll take them in five. We'll give y'all one home game. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but Ben Simmons, man, got upset about what Shaq had been saying on his podcast and on Inside the NBA. Couldn't call this man. You know what he did? Like the soft dude he is, he slid in his DMs, man. Mm. Mm. This dude slid in his DMs on Instagram. On Instagram. Not calling, not texting, not, not calling, not texting, not pull up. Now pull up. You know where he's at. You always know where he's at. You hit this dude in the DMs. And Shaq was like, yeah, he hit me in his DMs. Tried to come at me like, man, we LSU brothers. Fam, you went to LSU for half a year. For half a year. You're not even officially LSU. You're not. You into the NIT. You ain't even. Or denied just to, you didn't even make it to the NIT. Yeah, lost like, to the NIT. Yeah, ain't nobody hearing what you talking about. LSU, nothing. Dude, it is the biggest joke. He is the biggest joke. He's Ben Simmons. B-E-E-N. Not Ben. Yeah. Ben. Like Has he, been has Simmons. Been. Over. It's a wrap. See, I want Markel Fultz back. That's what I want. He's still with Orlando, right? Yeah, I want. I want to talk about him. Markel, you know? Mark, might be on that trade block, bro. Because <laughs> they, they might be okay at that point guard position with Jalen Suggs. With Jalen Suggs and Cole Anthony. And Cole Anthony, they might be all right. Yeah, they might be all right. I don't know about Cole Anthony in this dunk contest, though. You know, they, it's it's a it's more because he's Instagram famous with the kids. So. My boy, Ant-Man. I love this dude, man. You can go to my Instagram right now, dude. I have this video posted. Ant-Man last night. Timberwolves had a big win. Ant-Man had 32 on the night. He comes to the, the post game, bro. Order at McDonald's. And tells the media, like, man, how long y'all, how many questions y'all gonna ask me, man? I'm putting in my McDonald's. <laughs> Yo. 
You have to you have to love Anthony Edwards Jr., man. That dude, I was like, man, that's so so real. That's so so real. Like, yeah. man, look, how many questions? <laughs> McDonald's I, though, richest man in the building. And the McDonald's, yeah, McDonald's. It's, it's probably near the stadium. Yep. So it's probably dude. I'm trying to I don't even think it's that because he just that's his that's his meal. Downtown. I'm trying to think. I'm trying because I've been up there to the Target Center, which is cool. Minneapolis right now, you know, you can walk the entire downtown inside. I don't know if you ever seen that. So literally, you can like park in the parking structure and be like three blocks from Target Center. It can be like two below, and you can walk above the street in these uh, walkways that they have that connects the entire downtown area. Yeah, so you don't have to walk outside. Yeah, it's real cool. It's Man. real cool. <laughs> but I'm I'm pretty sure that Mc, it's a McDonald's downtown, close to the stadium. It Come is. On, like, and dude. Come on. See, you can tell he's still a rookie, or he's still in his second year, because if he was a real G, he will already have the staff with the McDonald's right there. Yeah. As soon as he's done. That's right. That's right. They would have had it. But you know, he on his own. He moving on his own accord. He ain't, yeah. he ain't thinking about nothing about else. Yeah, he still want to go pick it. He still wants to go pick it up himself. Yeah, he want to go hit the drive through, get the full experience, you right. know. No, he young. Man, he a young guy. He a young guy. Recognize your power, my brother. Have one of those staff, one of the interns, like, hey, about five minutes left in the fourth quarter. And make sure you tell him I want my burgers, my cheeseburgers hot. That's right. At least do it hot. Give it to him hot. No, no, don't do my, him wrong. Definitely need my fries. Putting up 32, he need he need that shit hot, hot and fresh. 32? That 32 deserves a nice meal. Come yeah, on, man. Dude. With the large Sprite. Oh, man. Come on, man. Here you go. See, this is why I love y'all have y'all have made a mountain out of a molehill with the Lindsay interview. It's like a seven-second clip. Lindsay probably doesn't even know what Tyler is about. All they saw was the gimmick package. They practiced for a month leading up to the Fiesta Bowl. Stop. We, I think, well, we, we, we become the best defense attorneys for Tyler Buckley, man. You make Wait. it seem like you make it seem like they wasn't together all year. <laughs> well, he practice. just, he in just, practice. yeah, in practice. Like, what you, come on, man. Man, this man, man, you know, players, players, players will speak the truth about a player that's not getting no love now. No, they'll be like, they'll talk, they'll be like, man, in practice, he just, man, he just be wowing us every day, and then, you know, that's what but, you expect to hear. Yeah, because that's what players not gonna tell you hey. no lie. You know, this that was an honest interview. He honestly told him how he felt for a guy that's been on the team the whole time. You talking about in the future? What that mean now? That mean that all them reps you done seen now is 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 not where it should be. Because in the future, at some point in the far distant time, when I'm gone, he'll make better decisions. So it's like you had a whole year of watching bad decisions. Oh man, that ain't no molehill. Yo, it's like man, Marcus Freeman leading up to the Fiesta Bowl was talking about how great he looked. See, that's somebody that gets it. Yeah. Marcus Freeman gets it. He was like, yo, Tyler looks great in practice. Very happy with how he's developed. 
and how he looks. And then he gets no snaps in the game. And it breaks. But, but you know, but you know, you forget about the comment with Marcus Freeman after that because he, he right. said it. Okay, okay, cool. He said right. the right thing. Right. We can move on. We understand. Right. But and then you got, yeah. Lindsay. Here comes Brayden Lindsay. Throw your hands up. It, throw your hands in the air. <laughs> Talking about, I don't know what he's going to do. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, That's a guy that don't get it. Because then you got guys like us being like, now what? Now where we, now where we going? Dude. I bet you if they would asked Lorenzo Styles as his roommate, I bet you Lorenzo would have been Lorenzo like, would have oh. something to say. You know. Lorenzo would have been like, oh, we going to kill. Yeah. We're going to kill. Our connection is strong. But, man, your senior leader at the position? I don't know. You got the Mary J. Dance going. <laughs> can't, come on, can't call it. <laughs> can't call it. <laughs> Yo, we see all your requests. Man, we're going to try to get Jalen Smith on. We're going to try to get Will Fuller on. The Rockets, that dude is like a monk in the mountains, man. Hey, that dude doesn't come out a lot. That's going to be a tough get. But, hey, you better believe we're going to try it. You better believe we're going to try it. Anything else, my brother? I think that's it for the day. Man, enjoy that warm weather out there, my dude. I'll try. <laughs> uh, yeah. I finally got the uh, driveway. Clear yesterday. Man, it's gonna it's gonna be back. No worry, you'll get that that second workout in no, by the end of no, the day. No, we're actually clear for like the next week. Okay, smooth. Clear for the next week. I'm I know. Eight inches. Got it out the way. You know. Now On to the have, next. Now we just have to deal with people acting like they don't know how to drive in the snow. It's like in Chicago. <laughs> You've been doing this your whole life. It's new every time, man. There's new snow, new driving skills. Actually, Mr. Zorich actually contacted us and said he would love to come on the show. Yeah. But, you know, he has his own show, his own schedule. We'll see. Jeff Samarja. We got to get David Grimes on the show, bro. I get Grimes. Get Grimes, bro. Because I, I have get to Grimes. Ask I have to ask Grimes about that sideline incident. I got to. You got to. Got we got to talk to David Grimes. I'm going to get him on ASAP. Hey, y'all, that's what's up. It's my girl, Iwana. I went to high school with her. Fellow what's up, Iwana? With it, MP. You still scared of the snow? <laughs> I understand. I'm about done with it, though, E. You got to get out of there. All of the Chicago might be out of me, man. I'm ready to get south real fast. <laughs> Shout out to her. Her family, congratulations to her son, who just uh, committed to Michigan, as a matter of fact, to play O-line. So that's my girl. Y'all show us some love, LL Nation. Even though she'll be making the trek up to uh, Ann Arbor, I still, that's my day one. We go back. Jalen Smith. All right, we'll get Jalen Smith on with Reggie Brooks. Hey, we, we've been on shows with Uncle Reg. For a minute. For a minute, yeah. Those are out there. Um, Tony Rice would be interesting. Tony Rice would be interesting because I would like to ask him and Jerome Bettis about that culture because they came in under that Prop 48 
Yeah. Air. You know, so it's good to see him with his degree and see the bus coming back to get his degree. DBZ. She's so petty. We got to put you on the petty train. So what, DBZ? So what? <laughs> it's 86 every day. See what I'm saying? Tim Brown will be. That's. That'd be pretty dope. Malik might have to conduct that interview because I would just be stunned. Like, yo, this is Tim Brown, man. We'll get it done. We'll figure it out. This, this is TV. Y'all keep liking and subscribing. We get it. We get it attracted. That's right, man. Hit the like button. Hit the like button. We can get the big guys. Te, I would love to get Tyler Eifert on the show, bro. Yeah. Love. Eifert comes across to me like a real cool dude. Real cool dude. Real cool dude. I hate that he put in the years with the Bengals and they get a chance to reap the heart. Well, that's okay. He put the groundwork in. He did. He did. Tommy Zibikowski, still local. I could reach out to him. I know how to get in contact with him. And uh, man, Shane Walton. And Justin Tuck. Justin Tuck, definitely. We have to get Justin Tuck on to talk about the sack record. Yep. We got to get him on to talk about, definitely talk about that. So we'll see you guys Monday, unless something breaks this weekend. Go check out, um, just update Luke Montgomery, 2023 offensive lineman from Finley Prep, Finley Prep High School in Finley, Ohio. Uh, he's doing a big reset. Things changed. Mike Elston was his main recruiter. Notre Dame was recruiting, recruiting him as a defensive lineman. Things have changed. Mike Elston went to Michigan. Harry Heastan is in. Uh, Ohio State's in the lead, point blank, point blank. His father came out, said he's not playing defensive line in college. He's going to be an offensive lineman. Ohio State has been recruiting him as an offensive lineman. But Notre Dame will have the opportunity over the next three months to get back in the game. They're now going to be recruiting him as an offensive lineman. Harry Heastan will be the point along with Marcus Freeman. It's an uphill battle. We'll see if they can get back in it and ultimately – get him to come to South Bend. So that's a little update for me. So for my boy, Malik Zaire, Sean Davis at SD2 Mics, everyone have a fantastic, fantastic weekend. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. It's the premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. And as we tell you always, spin it different today. We'll see you next time on the Lucky Lefty Podcast.